It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. David Dennis Jr. Sarah Spain. Tim Kalisha. Ramona Shelburne. Luke Cornett's defense. We've all left. Some have mocked. Tim Bone Temps had the stats today in his column. NBA shooters shoot 38% uncontested, 33% when Cornette is jumping 12 feet away. Ooh. It works. Let's go. Hey. <laughs> it's a stunner. You got to try that in the showdown. <laughs> we start by remembering Mike Leach. This is terribly sad. As innovative and inimitable as a coach and football mind can be, a disruptor and offensive guru beyond compare, and as unique a character as the game has seen. Again, inimitable as a man in his gregarious and unfiltered thoughts. What makes this particularly sad, he was still leading and devising and disrupting and giving and sharing in all those ways until his sudden passing. Communities in Mississippi State, Washington State, Texas Tech, and all across football are grieving the loss of an original, Tim Kalishaw. Where are your thoughts today with the passing of Mike Leach? Uh, just as you said, those schools he, he was at, he, he pioneered the air raid offense at Texas Tech, Washington State, Mississippi State, schools that aren't going to get four- and five-star recruits. But with that offense, he was beloved at Tech. He was a huge winner at Washington State. He had Mississippi State getting ready to play in a bowl game. The list of quarterbacks, uh, top all-time passing yards, for a single season of the top six, three played for Leach at Tech and Washington State. You've got all these copycats and all these offensive gurus with these play cards that look like a, a menu from Cheesecake Factory. He walked out there. He stood there with a little – he had a little <laughs> card that looked like this. He did. Read off of it. Looked like he had three plays in pencil written down, and he made fun of all the people who talked about the diffi- – you know, the challenges and the – you know, he, he said this is a simple game. Don't – don't overstate it. But then there was the other side of him that he could just get going on mascot fights in, in, in the, in the Pac-12. What would that be like? Well, does the Trojan have a horse? Does he just have a sword or has he got a bow and arrow? I mean, he, he could talk about anything. And he was t- truly curious about life. And he'll be remembered for a very long time, obviously. It's a very sweet way to say it, curious about life. Ramona Shelburne, your thoughts? Well, you know, you've seen this outpouring of emotion from people and stories from people. And I think as somebody who writes stories, I always think when you, when you ask somebody what somebody's life was like or if somebody you didn't know about, they say there was a, they were a great man, they were an innovator, this. But then they start coming with these stories. And you, if you just go on Twitter today and type in his name, there's stories from all over the sports world and even out of the sports world. And this is, this is when you have a true original because that means he connected with a lot of different people. He wasn't just a college football coach. He just connected with somebody walking down the street. And I think one of my favorite quotes was that he said, you know, before the game, he would tell it, he'd give us a great, great speech, it would go on forever. Nobody knew what he was talking about, but we'd all walk out of there and know that all three receivers were going to be open. He was an absolute genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, David Dennis Jr., your thoughts? 
Yeah, I think one of the best testaments you can have to somebody's character is that you can have a resume of innovation, a resume of winning, a resume of, you know, what you can do on, on the field as a coach. But the first thing people talk about is the type of person you are, the type of energy you bring. And to Tim's point, I encourage everybody, hop on Twitter, you know, search up mascot right now, and you will see a 90-second <laughs> tour de force of, of Leach talking about the Pac-12 mascots and who would win. He's talking about wizardry and Trojans, and he carried this on talking about the Mississippi State Bulldog and what kind of bulldog it would be when he did his introductory <laughs> um, interview and things like that. And it just kept on going. He talks about weddings and, you know, who goes crazy at weddings. Like, all of these things, that energy is what I think everybody's going to remember. It's Cyrus Spain. Yeah, Tim did such a good job on the football part, with, which I think everyone's talking about, but obviously his personality is a huge part of it. I actually did some lengthy deep dives into Mike Leach quotes when I was Gardner Minshew on this show. I don't know anything about Gardner's personality, so the entire impression was just Mike Leach quotes that I dug up because he was so fascinating, talking about Bigfoot and aliens and, and you know, Daniel Boone. And I think he even left us with one of those uh, incredibly memorable quotes about this moment. Jeremy Schapp asked him, when someone's writing your obituary, what would you like them to write? And he said, well, that's their problem. They're the one writing it. What do I care? I'm dead. <laughs> so he even had a moment here in this time. Um, and I think he really reveled in his irascibility. Sometimes maybe it went a little too far, but he always kept it incredibly entertaining. And he paired that with the football, which I think is, to Ramona's point, why he touched so many. It's Thank you for, for that memorial. I mean, we spent so much of it giggling and laughing, and that shows you we may forget the wins and the losses. It's amazing to, to kind of go back and try to look what amount of offense in the NFL and college football today do you give him credit for? You can even go back to Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes as quarterbacks who's been affected by his ideas and his system. But you may forget the records and what he did. You're not going to forget how he made you feel, you know, and that's what we're hearing today. One last thing I want to say, his last bit of, of saving grace, his family making the decision, and, and Mike, to, to donate his organs. And, and that, that, that is a, a giving thing to do in the end. A terribly sad story. We honor and memorialize Coach Mike Leach. We move on. Last night's football game, it's not easy to go and transition from that story to this, but we will because that's what we do on this show. New England's win last night has them in the playoffs. Does it feel that way? Mm, Mac Jones didn't seem happy most of the night. Did finish strong. Defense got their licks in against Colt McCoy after the Kyler Murray injury. One, you feel terrible at the moment. You, you know it's an ACL, and in fact, it was concluded today. It, it is a torn ACL. And then you think about it. His play this year and this team's regression, and you really wonder what happens going forward. But, David, are you focusing on New England or Arizona? I want to talk about New England. Congratulations to the Patriots for being in the playoffs today. They will not be in the playoffs by the end of this season. This offense is a disaster. I think while you were asking that question, Mac Jones threw another pass behind the line of scrimmage that gained nothing. <laughs> this, this offense is going nowhere. Okay. He had 12... 12 screen passes last night. In the first half, his average uh, pass was two yards beyond the line of scrimmage. No wide receiver was beyond 50 yards the whole night. They had uh, two key injuries uh, last night that's going to make that offense worse. And the next four weeks, they have the Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, and Bills, the hardest four-week stretch. They're not going to make the playoffs. Mm. And that so offense you're is saying you're not that. exactly in love with this Patriots team mm -hmm. as presently <laughs> constituted after that win last night. Sarah Spade, how about you? 
<laughs> yeah, just to speak to that, I mean, I agree. A lot of luck goes into it. A lot of other teams' failings have gone into it. Defensively, they're keeping themselves in it, but this is not a team with anything to write home about. And some of the big issues, whether that's the fighting uh, mid-game, whether that's questions about Belichick's decision-making from the beginning of the season, they haven't gone anywhere because of a couple of these wins, and they're going to go into next season for sure. As for the Cardinals, I mean, you're 4-9, and nine, and you are tied to the GM, the coach, and the quarterback who got you there for a long time coming and that's the biggest issue for Kyler a lot of rehab ahead of him and just a really disappointing moment but for the team to figure out how much of what they've signed themselves up for mm. moving forward mm -hmm. is salvageable and can be fixed. Tim Kalashaw. You know just over a year ago the Cardinals were 8-0 and you wondered what the ceiling was for this franchise and the people that Sarah just mentioned and right now this season it was already over how much of next season is over? How much of, of Kyler Murray as a running threat is compromised at least for a little bit when he comes back? And I wonder if other teams are watching that injury and thinking, we're playing the Super Bowl there in two months. How is that turf hmm. right now? How is that field? Do they want to take a look at that? Because, you know, you always hate it when you see absolutely nothing happen and a guy just plants a little bit and the turf doesn't give the way I'm intrigued to and, that you bring you know, that up, Tim, over. because – People who keep information, data, stats on this would suggest this is one of the better fields in the NFL, Tim. It has been, yes. And yet, but it, people, a lot of people want to go back to real, authentic grass and, and think that would alleviate And Ramona Shelburne. Well, you know, I was just thinking about both teams and how much coaching seems to matter or not matter in the play of quarterbacks. And Kyler Murray has a, court, has a coach who is just tailor-made for him. They hired Cliff Kingsbury to be his coach because of, because of his background and, and his offensive mind. He's not progressing. It's not, it's, they're not building on anything, and now we have a setback where we're going to have to wait a long time to see where he goes next. Mac Jones looked like he was going to be a, a, a great quarterback in this league, but this year without the coaching and without that development, you have one of the most anemic offenses in football. Their, their red zone offense is 32nd in the league. Okay, their defense has 92 points. Fortunately, they have the highest scoring defense in the league. But without the coaching, even when you sometimes have the coaching, you, you don't. So see you're with David Ramona. This so is not a playoff team that you're looking at, despite being in that spot right now. No. I mean, look, they have two rookie running backs who were out there last night who finished the game. They played 13 snaps and okay. one played 13. Somebody's going to have to be they, playoff they, team. Seven. Somebody. Sarah, Sarah, are they a playoff team? Could they be? Uh, they might sneak in, but they won't win anything there. I wanted to just point out really quick that I'm, I thought Tim was going to go a different way with Kyler. If you look at some of these quarterback contracts, are we finally getting to the point where teams are actually worried about handing out the deals yeah. that we used to just say, well, that's the cost of doing business. When you've got Roger struggling, when you've got Kyler, when you've got Lamar hurt now, when you go, I just think the conversation might change even in the slightest as we're seeing some teams be tied to guys that maybe aren't doing what they expected. Did I detect a word that's part of an expression that's a banned phrase on this year's show? Did I? We're in the conversation, Sarah Spade. And I say that because tonight, our anniversary special, 20th anniversary special, I will disclose the banned words of Around the Horn. I will explain the scoring system of Around the Horn. Tonight, ESPN, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and there's more. I'm oh, not sick. one of my favorite people now. Before I did the show for the first time, he sent a tweet and said, who the hell is Bobani Jones? The Daryl Morification <laughs> of basketball at its worst. He's always wrong. Things are never over. I'm always right. I get to come back on, take a victory lap. So if you call that a rivalry, sure. No!
<laughs> Did you see Kevin's face? Uh, so good. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, kiddos? I'm Clinton Yates of Around the Horn. Whenever I go to cover games or attend events in Los Angeles, I'm always keeping my eye out for the best-dressed person in the room. I saw Diego Luna at the Andor Red Carpet launch event, Star Wars, folks, and he looked head of state fresh. Now you can also be that person, too, whether you're sitting courtside, attending a fancy dinner, or going to a wedding. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks for way, way less. They start at just $4.99. With Indochino, you can design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, etc. A tailored fit from home. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code HORN to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code HORN. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose. Once again, a troubling story that deserves our time today. Texas and head coach Chris Beard. Beard, head coach of the number seven team in the country, arrested on third-degree felony assault. Assault by strangulation, suffocation, impeding of breath circulation, family violence. He has been suspended without pay by Texas. The details still emerging, but they are, of course, again, allegations of strangulation and biting and other physical assault. Beard's attorney telling the Austin American statesman he is 100% innocent. He never should have been arrested. The complainant wants him released immediately and all charges dismissed. Sarah Spain, what now for Texas and Chris Beard? I think the report to the police and the physical marks on the alleged victim are enough that he should remain suspended while they investigate. I think listening to the lawyer for the defendant argue on behalf of what the complainant wants is a very dicey situation. Even though we often see alleged victims decide in the end not to pursue charges, I think what we've already seen would lead us to believe that this is worthy of investigating and looking into. If they decide it's a fireable offense, what we see so often is that there is an amount of time decided upon where he can then be hired elsewhere and we're supposed to all forget it. What's most important is that time in between. What's the work that's done? How can we be transparent about any changes to behavior or reason to understand why you were wrong so it doesn't happen again? In the end, we just want performative action in the form of firings or condemning. What we really need is to understand the next time they get a job, what's actually changed and why should we believe they're different? Tim Kalashaw specifically right now with Texas and Chris Beard. You know, I, 
I don't know that they can really just keep him suspended <clears throat> indefinitely as he is now in the 365-day world of the transfer portal. I, I think they may have to make a decision sooner than that. And as Sarah said, it, it's in the, in the police report about the bite marks, the, the cuts, the abrasions. If those are there, I don't know, and, that, and they came from this incident, and I don't know how he would prove they came from something else. I don't know how you have this man coach uh, college athletes at the University of Texas. I don't think he can. Ramona Shelburne. Oh, this just feels like a we have to have we have to let this process play out. And yet, as Tim pointed out, there's a lot of reasons why you don't really have that much time to let this process play out. And so, I think he has to stay suspended for the time being as we get through it, as much information as we can. David Dennis Jr. You know, some want to say that's germane to this topic, but, you know, sort of a larger topic, especially for people who are, you know, experiencing domestic violence, that strangulation is a predictor of future lethal violence. If you are experiencing strangulation, you are at 10 times higher risk of being killed. So this is not like a scuffle or kerfuffle or anything like that. This is actual violence, and that makes you unhirable to be uh, in a job where you're supposed to lead men into like their adult lives and their future. It makes you absolutely, you know, more than fireable, unhirable in the future. I appreciate and understand what you guys are saying about there's a certain amount of time, there, there's a season, there's a number 17, there's 365 days for the portal. You have as much time as you want to get this right. We move on. The NBA fined Trey Young $25,000 for throwing the ball into the stands after the Hawks beat the Bulls and the buzzer beater in overtime Sunday. Young saying sorry to the Hawks fan who got a chance to touch the game winning the ball. Didn't know I couldn't do that. Can't celebrate bleep anymore. Ramona, buy or sell a fine for that. Buy or sell Young's response. I mean, I guess I'd buy it. Grant Williams just got fined for something like this, too. Uh, the, the NBA is cracking down on this particular mm. thing, and and I guess you know people aren't going to do it now because you're getting fined for it. So now Trey Young knows, and everybody else knows. So you I, buy a fine for, for that, David Dennis Jr. How about you? I'm selling the fine. The NBA is sort of tightening up a little too much. You can't celebrate in the sidelines. Can't throw the ball out in the stands. They're giving out ridiculous texts. If you're going to find Trey Young, find him for wearing those stupid shoes and being negative 26 in Madison Square Garden. Today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you see this as the NBA in, in approaching no fun league status. Sarah Spain, how about you? This has been a rule for a while and really for good reason. You normally get ejected in-game, but it was post-game, so he got fined and said, and his excuse, congrats to the person who got to touch the game-winning ball. You could hand it to him if you really cared about that. I didn't know this was a rule. It's been a rule forever, and I can't have fun anymore because you can't chuck things into the crowd. Come on. Why is this a rule? Is there a supply chain issue with Wilson? These balls cost two hundred dollars <laughs> at the most. They don't cost a league that much. That's what they cost you at the sporting goods store. You don't need to find twenty-five thousand. The NBA doesn't need to copy the NFL and how it treats its players. Sarah, Ramona, I'm shocked. It's the first time either one of you have been anti-celebration in some way. You're always of celebration. You get a ball to the nose. You could sue I for know. more than twenty-five k. That's the money maker. More man. on you fines. This is fine. <laughs> The NFL fined Cameron Jordan $50,000 and various members of the Saints organization a half a million for what the NFL determined was faking an injury. Here's the video. Jordan said his ankle was bad enough that he had an MRI on it. The play was right before fourth and ten play. At one point, it looked like Tampa might try to go for it. They did, in fact, punt. Jordan says he feels like he's been low-key slandered. <laughs> Sarah Spain, what do you buy, what do you sell? 
If this is a legit injury, I feel sorry for him. Unfortunately, it looks extremely suspect. According to Mike Florio, cameras captured him getting direction from the sidelines to be injured. And I would just say to him, them's the breaks or not the breaks because you came back in the game and the MRI said you didn't break David anything. Dennis Jr.? I, don't, I know it looks funny. He looks like he's, you know, rehearsed this sit-down thing. But he missed the next four plays, and there is a legitimate injury that was in the MRI. So, I, I, you know, I'm going to lean on with the players here, especially in a league that needs to be more cautious about making people, you know, go back out there after injuries. Yeah. Like, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. Also, Cam Jordan has played in 188 of 100, 190 possible games in his career. He missed one game with COVID last year. Like, this is a guy who plays. He's not somebody who's trying to look for a way out or to stop the okay, game. Okay, and how about that video you saw, Tim? Where did you come down on this? Yeah, I mean, he's walking, he looks at the sideline, and he plops down and takes a knee, and he looks around. <laughs> There's something very suspicious going on. The league was right to find the team and the coach. There's too much going on in this video. Ramona Shelburne, Tim Kalashuk. This is fine. This is fine. There we go. Spain. Well done. Dennis Jr. Showdown. Two minutes. I see what you. Thank doing. you. All right. Working hard. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained. Poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Last week, the NBA announced they would give a trophy to the team with the best regular season record, called the Maurice Podoloff. Now, the NBA announcing they are renaming the MVP award. And it's being named the Michael Jordan. Look at the statue, though, Sarah. Does that fit Jordan? And this MVP award is a little small, little. Allegedly, the subtlety is MJ's humility and saying he wants people to see themselves in the award instead of something like the Jumpman that's very clearly him. But since when is humility part of MJ's game or any MVP's game? I'm not. David. Uh, Yeah, if you want to see yourself in the award, just give him a mirror. But my biggest gripe is the (laughs) Sixth Man of the Year award being given to John and being named after John Havlicek. Give it to Jamal Crawford, who won the award. Three times, it would break every single bone and prime John Havlicek's body if it would have crossed over if they played right now. If they played right now? Oh, I mean, wait. Well, there's right a now, few issues sure. with that. <laughs> Crawford, one of the greatest six men of all time. I think Havlicek could not win that award. They didn't give out that award at that time and is generally considered the greatest to come off a of bench. We'll, we'll move on. Luke Cornett, his defense. We all laugh. Tim Bontep's article today says... NBA shooters shooting 33% when Luke Cornett jumps 12 feet away from them. That's down five percentage points, David. Does it mean it's working? 
You know, I, I try to defend analytics people, loan conferences people. This is the most <laughs> nerdy, dweeby thing I've ever seen. You don't believe though life. that five he's percentage points, thirty-eight to thirty-three five percentage points to be jumping in the in the paint. I'm not Dyer's buying. That's the problem with kids these days. It ain't about how you look, it's whether you're getting the job done. And his quote was perfect. He said, I'm not doing anything if I just stand here. I'm a proponent of doing something. It kind of looks like the Jordan statue, because Jordan, that is a, <laughs> does Jordan ever do that move? I don't, I don't think so. Never. Sarah Spade, 30 seconds face. Why, thank you. What a delightful time to honor Tony Reale, who is the heart and soul of this show. And on its 20th anniversary special tonight on ESPN, hour-long primetime special, you will learn about how this show is mostly about an incredible staff and an interesting group of panelists who all have different forms of takery to bring to it, but that the real connective tissue is Tony Reale, who is as prepared, as dedicated, as passionate about okay. doing a good job of right. putting out a product right. as anybody. Okay. So you already got the win, Sarah. You don't need won. to. I'm going to explain this for you. It's happening. It's tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're on a one and a half hour break. Our anniversary special tonight.